We said yesterday that the battle between our Yetzer Hara, which has one goal, which is our destruction in every way, and between our Neshama that wants something much bigger and better, is a very fierce battle where the Yetzirah is way more powerful than our Neshama. That's what the Gemara describes in Masechet Sukkah that a person's Yetzirah is impossible, says the Gemara. Lo yacholo, not not difficult, impossible for the persons, for the human, to stand in the face of the Yetzirah and his the desires or whatever it is he presents him. That's a very strong statement. The Gemara says clear, lo yacholo. A human is not able to beat the Yetzirah. What, a, what an unbelievable uh, piece of information, by the way. The next time you see somebody in your life that's clearly messing up his life and you wonder, I don't understand. How could he? So really, when you learn this Gemara, you have to ask the question the opposite. That when you see a normal person who's doing the right things, you ask, how did he do it? You know, in life, sometimes we have this shock when we see people doing the wrong things. Sometimes the wrong things are obvious to everyone because it's way below the standard of everybody. And sometimes it's below the standard of certain people. You know, the higher you go, the higher your standard of what's acceptable in your life is. And when you see someone below you, you say, how does he do that? But when you learn this Gemara, all questions have been answered. Lo yacholo, which means that if the Yitzhara is coming at you with anything that he wants to bring you down, lo yacholo, you cannot beat him. You have no chance. There's nothing to talk about. It's a clear wipeout of the person. But we learned yesterday that the person, the neshama, in this battle does have the ability to overpower the Yetzara, but the fuel of the neshama, which means by nature, the neshama can't do it. You need to give the neshama fuel to be able to overpower the Yetzara. With this fuel, you'll be fine. That fuel is called, he calls it, he calls it Yedi'arehava, which means you widen your scope of wisdom. As you widen your scope of wisdom, 
your neshama begins to flex its muscles against the darkness and the different deceptions that there exists in this world. As we learned yesterday means you expand your wisdom and you're constantly refreshing your wisdom. Which means wisdom is not like a hard drive where you put in the information in storage and it stays there. In a hard drive, you put in the information, you come back 10 years, and it's there. But the human neshama doesn't work like that. And anybody, by the way, who learns on a serious level knows this to be a fact. It's an amazing fact. That if a person is learning without interruption, meaning he learns every day, whatever, the person is able to retain the information that he has, even the ones that he learned in the past, because he's in it. But if you take a break from learning, you stop being able to connect to the things that you already learned before. You're not in it. So it's hard to, it's hard to imagine such a thing, but that's the reality. The reality is that when your learning is constant, it makes your learning connected also to the past. That's what it means. If you leave me for one day, I leave you for two. What does that mean? It means not only did you not learn today, but you lost yesterday's also. You start being disconnected from the things you already learned. So that's what it means. You need to, the fuel of the neshama is widening the scope of wisdom and having it continuously fueled. The question is, what does Shlomo Melech mean when he says Rashid Chokhmah, the beginning of wisdom, which means it's the most fundamental wisdom. Rashid means you can't move without it. It's like Rashid means that it's like if you don't have it, it's like building a building without having the foundation. Rashid Chokhmah, the foundation of all wisdom is Yirat Hashem, is fear of God. He's asking, what does fear of God have to do with wisdom? The answer is, the answer is, the word fear of Hashem comes from the word to see Hashem. Yirat Hashem, to fear Hashem. Yirat is the same as re'iyah. You know, you can't fear that which you don't see. If a person is walking by the edge of the roof of a very tall building, so they're afraid and are therefore careful that every step is being taken in the right way. But if a person is blind and they're walking in the same spot, 
They have no fear. They seem to be much better off than the first guy. The other guy is standing there, he's shaking. This guy has no fear. It almost feels like this person is better. You know, they have t-shirts that say, no fear. You ever see those t-shirts? People, people walk around with a certain pride that they have no fear. The bigger the words, the more scared that guy is, by the way. Just so you should know, just for the record. When people have to strengthen no fear to others, it means that they are living in fear. So why is the person not afraid when they're in the same position as the first guy? Answer is because they don't know that there's anything to be afraid of. That's not a good thing. When a person doesn't have fear of Hashem, it's because he's not aware of Hashem. When you're not aware, if you don't see the Creator in your life and all of the branches that comes out of seeing the Creator, so then you live life without fear. You do anything you want and there's nothing to worry about. You could steal and you could murder and you could speak Lashonara and you could do Hilul Shabbat and you could do anything and everything you want. There's no fear. I feel totally fine. Why? Because you don't see. You're a blind person. So all wisdom, what is really wisdom? Wisdom is Wisdom is the Creator's thoughts. Wisdom are the thoughts of the Creator, the way He sees the world. Wisdom is the ability to see the Creator of the world and all the chokhmah that comes either from His creations, either from His handling of, his, of, of situations in history, a lot to learn from that. Or the Torah is the wisdom of Hashem. Therefore, says Shalomu HaMelech, Reshit Chokhmah. Chokhmah isn't in the philosophies of the Greeks. Chokhmah isn't what people get up and decide is a smart thing to say. Not everything that sounds good is Chokhmah. They are people that can get up and speak and excite you with smart ideas or very high-level thoughts. But that doesn't mean it's chokhmah. Because whatever sounds great, not necessarily is great. That's something that's been fooling people for thousands of years. The Greek philosophers were brilliant people. And they spend their days thinking. And they had a lot of chokhmah. But really, it's not chokhmah. It's unreliable chokhmah at best. Because the source of chokhmah came not from the creator of the world. So where is the source of all wisdom? Is 
in Hashem's thoughts. So therefore says Shlomo HaMelech, Reshit Chochmah. How do you know if you are really putting Chochmah into your mind? When you see that your fear of God is being elevated as you're learning. If your learning is leading you to fear Hashem more, if when you're learning now you're more afraid of being Mehalel Shabbat than you used to be, if when you're learning you're now more afraid of talking Lashon Hara, if when you're learning makes you more afraid of how you handle your family and how you raise your children, if the, if the Chochmah leads you to Yirat Hashem, then you're in the right place. Then you're learning Hashem's wisdom. But if wisdom doesn't lead you to fear, then you're not really learning the Chochmah that is what we're talking about. It's not the Chochmah that's going to help you in life. It's intellectual thoughts. Not all intellectual thoughts are branded chokhmah. Reshit chokhmah yirat Hashem. Because when the source of your wisdom is the Creator's wisdom, it will automatically lead you to living life with more awareness of what's going on around you. You're going to see the world through Hashem's eyes, as you learn Hashem's wisdom, you'll start seeing the world through His eyes. You'll understand the world through His eyes, which automatically will make you more afraid of everything that you're doing. Because when you see the dangers, because you understand the dangers, so then you're more careful. But when you walk around life fearless, it just means that you're blind. It could be you're learning a lot. It could be you, le you read a lot of newspapers. It could be you know a lot of history. And it could be you have a lot of thoughts. But it's not seeing the world through Hashem's eyes. If you don't see the world through Hashem's eyes, you could have a lot of knowledge but it's not leading you in your life to be more careful. So says Shlomo HaMelech, Reshit Chochmah. How do you know that you're building on the foundations of real wisdom? How do you know that what you're learning is real Chochmah? Maybe it's just intellectual ideas. Maybe it's philosophy. Not all things that excite your mind is called chokhmah. It's a very important piece of information. Not every time you read or hear something that, that inspires your mind is chokhmah. Follow? Breshit chokhmah irat Hashem. And the test of real wisdom or not real wisdom is, is it creating a person who's more afraid 
about their decisions. Before you talk, are you afraid that you might say the wrong things? Before you act, are you afraid that you might be acting in the wrong way? If your chokhmah is not elevating your fear, it means it's not the chokhmah that you are going to benefit from. Good? Reshit chokhmah yirat Hashem. The essence of wisdom, the beginning and end of wisdom, is that it's elevating your fear of living in this world. Again, because real chokhmah gives you eyes to see the world through Hashem's eyes. And when you see the world through Hashem's eyes, it makes you a lot more aware of what's around you and you become a lot more afraid of failure because you understand what's ahead of you. Now, what gives the neshama the fuel to overpower, not to compete. It's, you know, this battle, it's either one or the other. Without the fuel, you have no shot. With the fuel, there's no contest. Interesting, right? With chokhmah, not a contest. Without chokhmah, there's no shot, there's no chance that you could beat it. Now, obviously, if you have a little chokhmah, you have a little chokhmah, so you'll be able to make some sort of strides. For example, a little chokhmah is enough not to be a murderer. Not to be a murderer, you don't have to have a lot of chokhmah. A little chokhmah, a little bit, maybe just the one that your father gave you when you were growing up, it could be that's enough for you not to lose the battle in the world of murder. You're not going to be a murderer. To steal, you know, they are, you know, I bet if you would tell a guy who like, likes to steal a little bit, he cheats a little bit, and you call the guy a murderer, he'll be very offended. You say, you know, you know you're a murderer. I say, murderer? Not a murderer. So that I see you steal all the time. So stealing is different. Which means that to steal, you need more fuel of chokhmah to battle stealing. Because it's not as clearly evil as murder. Murder is so clear in its evil. That you just need, even then you need chokhmah. There are people in the street that could care less about murdering others. They murder people and go to sleep at night very comfortably. So even to avoid murder, you need some chokhmah. But you don't need a lot of chokhmah because murder is so clear to our conscience that it's something that is destructive. It's too evil for a person to fall into murder. You need a little wisdom. But that little chokhmah not going to help him in the world of stealing. Because stealing isn't viewed as clearly evil as murder. 
So in order not to steal, you need a higher level of chokhmah. As you take this ladder up, stealing may be for some, okay, no way, I would never steal. But to speak, lashonara, or to say something about what someone did, that, you know, stealing, that's like, oh my goodness, stole. But to say over what something that somebody did, I might not be able on that level. You need a lot more chokhmah to be careful with your mouth than when it comes to stealing. And the higher you go, for example, not to be angry and to look at anger as murder. We don't look at anger like murder. Murder, that's horrible. Anger, okay, it's bad. Not murder. But if you elevated your chokhmah and you saw the world through Hashem's eyes, you would see that murder and caste are brothers, not very far from each other. In fact, Hazal tells us that a person, kol ha-ko'es, a person who gets angry, is ke'ilu obed avodazara. It's like a guy who's bowing to idols. Now, if I told you I saw somebody bowing to idols outside, you'd say, oh my goodness, that guy is way off. I would never bow to an idol because you have enough chokhmah not to bow to a stone. Hazal tell us, but if you saw life through Hashem's eyes, you would see an angry person. Guy gets angry in the corner over there and he throws a line to somebody who upset him. If you had Hashem's vision, you would see a guy bowing to the idol. That's how ridiculous that guy's action would look to you. Me and you don't see that. We'll say, what are you talking about? Anger? Bowing to idols? What are you saying? They're like not even close to each other. But it's only because you were lacking the chokhmah. That's what Hazal said. Anybody who gets angry, it's like idol worship. Ah, you don't see it because you're not learning. The more chokhmah you have, the more fuel, the more fuel you're giving your neshama to be able to out overpower, to be able to overpower the yesarara. When, what is the fuel? It's the fuel of clarity. The only reason why we steal is because we're really not clear just how bad it is. The reason why we speak la shulara is because we're not so clear about how bad it is. The reason why we could be mehalal shabbat sometimes or in certain things because we're not so clear. The reason why we will do things in our lives that are not correct is because we don't have the chokhmah on the level needed for that item. That's why I say, that's why he says, chokhmah rehava. Chokhmah rehava means you have the full gamut 
if you had the full gamut of wisdom, you'd be like an angel. You'd be an angel in what sense? And not that you would be battling. You think angels are battling their Yetzirah? No. There's no battle. They may have a Yetzirah, but there's no battle. Because their clarity, their Chokhmah is so clear that there's no contest. It's obvious. They will never fall to their Yetzirah because their clarity is their strength. So when a person is struggling with this Yetzirah on any level, it's because they're lacking the fuel. The fuel is Chokhmah. Chokhmah means the clarity to see the world through Hashem's eyes. So therefore, a person in this battle with the Yetzirah, like I said, it's not an all or nothing proposition. It's not you have chokhmah or you don't have chokhmah. That's zero or all. A person can develop their chokhmah and according to the development of their chokhmah, that's how much they'll be able to fight the Yetzir Haram. Follow? This is what we have been learning. It's an unbelievable eye-opening understanding of all of life. Whenever you see people doing things, it gives you a, a little window into what's going on into their mind, in their, in their battle. You see a person who's angry. You see a person who is robbing or stealing. You see a person who's not responsible to wake up and learn and to pray. You see a person who's not doing Shabbat the right way, he's struggling. Me and you would have seen all that, and we do see all that, and we maybe had a certain understanding. We said the guy doesn't care, or we'll say the guy doesn't have the strength, he's too weak, or it's too hard for him. We have all different ways of explaining why people don't do what they don't do. But the bottom line is now we have a clear window into the soul of every person. When people struggle on any level, it's because they're lacking chokhmah. Simple, done. That's what it is. Now you understand why Hazal tell us can be more clear than this. Why Talmud Torah keneged kulam? Why is the learning of Torah more important than all the mitzvot? Very simple. Because if you learned about all the mitzvot, but you can't do them, so what is the goal, what is the purpose of, 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 of knowing the mitzvot if you don't have the chokhmah and that clarity to be able to fulfill them? I remember years back, we were visiting a great gadol in Israel, and one of the questions that came up with the boys that I was with, somebody asked the rabbi, if a person has two hours a day, as an example, and he's not so well versed in Judaism, which means there are thousands and thousands of halachot that a person 
doesn't know and they need to know from the minute they wake up in the morning till they sleep, their business halachot, their social halachot, their family halachot, their so, there's so many halachot. Shuharu is very big, thousands of halachot. Everybody here should have a, a book of halachot that they learn every day. Somebody told me yesterday that they didn't ever really learn halacha the right way, but they always have a sefer of halacha that they're just constantly reading. This is what you could do, this is what you can do. It's endless. So he, the rabbi was presented with the question, a guy who doesn't know much halacha, and he has two hours a day that he's ready to dedicate to learning Torah. Should he spend the two hours catching up on the halakha? This way he can know what to do. Or should he learn something else? What is it he should learn? Should he learn Gemara, which is not necessarily teaching you halakha? The Gemara is helping you understand things, but not necessarily do you come out learning halakha from the Gemara. So what would be the right answer? So obviously, to most people, that question would be simple. Of course, learn halakha. It's the most logical thing to say. Because how could you live your life on a daily basis if you don't know what to do? So first, conquer all the halakha that you can. And then you could start learning gemara. That would be the obvious answer. But the rabbi said not the, the not-so-obvious answer which anybody who knows anything knows is the obvious answer. It's the clearest answer. But he said it in a beautiful way. That's why I'm quoting him. He says, if you have two hours, he says, an hour and a half, you learn Gemara. In a half hour, you learn Halakha. So he says, what's the logic? Don't you have to know what to do? How could you give that only a half hour? He says the most beautiful thoughts, which is such a, I love the way he said it. I, I, didn't say, I, I knew the answer, honestly, like he said, but I didn't say it like him. He said because if you learn halakha without gemara, you'll know what to do, but you won't have the power to do it. You'll know the halakhot, but you can't do it. You don't have the energy you don't have the strength to fulfill the halachot. How many people could rattle off halachot? But when it comes to their observance of halacha, they're not so careful. They just kind of have a disconnect. They don't really do it. He says, when you learn gemara, it gives you the power to fulfill the halacha. Where do you get that from? That's this. That's what we're learning. Because Gemara gives you chokhmah, not just dry information, just telling you A, B, C, D, do, don't, not like that. The Gemara gives you wisdom. It gets your mind to start thinking. As you develop your chokhmah, you're energizing your neshama to be able to outpower your yetzahara. This is the battle of life. Inside every one of us, 
There is a raging war, whether you're aware of it or not. If you're not aware of it, you're really in trouble. The guy tells you, I'm not aware of this battle. That's a person that needs 911 ASAP. Get him to some sort of hospital to get him to wake up. Imagine being in a war as a soldier and not knowing you're in a battle. You're dead. There's no way you're going to get out of this in any way, in a positive way. A person, every person has this battle. The battle of his Yetzirah that's pulling him to do things that aren't good for him on many levels. And there's the Nishama that has the ability to wipe out the Yetzirah as we started. If the Nishama is not equipped with the fuel of Chokhmah, it's no contest. The Yetzirah will destroy the person. If the person has the full gamut of Chokhmah, it's no contest. The Yetzirah has no chance to beat the person. And therefore, it becomes our responsibility to ourselves to elevate the power of our neshama by feeding it the fuel of chokhmah continuously. This way, it has the power to go through life by doing all the things that are good for the person and elevating the person through it. This is what we've been learning. That was a little review of what we learned the last few days, but I added some extra things to make it a little more clear. Chokhmah has many levels. You could learn the same subject and understand it on many levels. You learn it once and you got it. The second time, oh wow, it got clearer. Third time, the same subject. Of course, many subjects, more chokhmah. But chokhmah is not only in the amount of subjects. It could be in the concentration of the same subject. You could have it on a clearer, clearer understanding, in depth, clarity. So today we had a little upgrade of our understanding of what we've been learning the last few days.